This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hey, everybody. I'm Adam Ritz. Thank you for joining us and tuning in. Jay Baker is on the phone with me. Hey, Jay, how are you? I am doing great, Adam. Looking forward to the show. We're going to start with a story about Travis Kelsey. I almost said his name wrong. It's one of those names. Is it a hard C at the end or a Chi? Is it Travis Kelsey or Kelsey? I I think think it's Kelsey. I think it's Kelsey, yeah. And I always think of Kelsey Grammar, though I shouldn't when I hear his name. Now, I should know how to say his name because I was almost an NFL tight end myself. Uh, and when I say almost, uh, I mean just because I'm one of the 7 billion people on planet Earth, I did have at least <laughs> a chance to, to be a tight end in the NFL. Travis Kelsey is number 87 tight end for the world champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll start with his charity. He's got a, uh, a foundation. And uh, what is it called here? It's called 87 and Running, based on his number 87. 87 and Running is his charity foundation that he started right when he started uh, in the NFL. Uh, And his focus and platform is helping kids in underserved communities. And right now, he's got a special edition T-shirt out that you can buy from now until November 30th, I believe. And it will raise money for uh, children in uh, the underserved communities of the Kansas City area. Um, he's been known to donate to educational resources, uh, even a lab for teenagers in the inner city. And with this T-shirt, here's how it all came down. Kelsey and his clothing brand, True Colors. So this guy's busy. I mean, he's got a foundation. He's a, an NFL world champion Super Bowl tight end. Uh, and he also has a clothing company called True Colors. Well, his clothing company has partnered with Pepsi to launch a limited edition T-shirt with a portion of the proceeds uh, going toward his foundation, 87 and running. Uh, the T-shirt says, stay true, on the front of it, like in a graffiti-like script, stay true. And Pepsi purchased $10,000 worth of these T-shirts for frontline workers based in Kansas City. Uh, the shirts are also available for public purchase on uh, the True Colors website, which is truecolors.com. That website uh, has a little funky spelling to it. True is T-R-U, colors with a K, truecolors.com, T-R-U, colors with a K, truecolors.com. These shirts are 30 bucks. They're available through the rest of the month until November 30th. Um, Travis Kelsey added, uh, quote, when asked about the, the saying on the front of the shirt, stay true, Uh, His quote was that, uh, quote, stay true not only to yourself, but appreciate others for staying true to themselves, end quote. So if you're looking for, especially if you're a Kansas City fan, I know that uh, not not to, you know, throw you under the bus and say you're a bandwagon fan for all of a sudden liking the Chiefs since they won the Super Bowl and uh, they've got one of the most dynamic quarterbacks that have ever played the game. Uh, But, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of Chiefs fans listening to the show if you want to uh, have some sort of Chiefs uh, maybe holiday gift in a stocking near you and want to support a great cause, head to Travis Kelsey's 
um, website, truecolors.com, and check out these T-shirts that will benefit his foundation, 87 and Running. Always love hearing about uh, professional athletes and the good they do. Uh, so many times, all we hear are uh, some poor decisions they make, and uh, it's nice to hear them in a positive light. Oh, I would have to totally agree with you. And in fact, uh, speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, I actually had our research department came up with this great note to sort of uh, finish what you were saying there. The Kansas City Chiefs have been honored repeatedly for being very active in their community. And recently on the Today Show, Chiefs team president Mark Donovan highlighted some of the players that are engaged with different community outreach programs, including uh, in the greater Kansas City area, a company known as Harvesters. They're a food bank. And during the pandemic, there was a 40% increase in food requests during the pandemic. So uh, they were highlighting the fact that uh, several including Kansas City Chiefs interior linemen, because when you're schlepping cans of food, you need some beef. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to have the heavies show up to help move the food. So, yeah, the the big guys up up front were helping move the food for Harvesters, which is a Kansas City-based food food bank. And so, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs are actually sort of highlighting the fact that they can be community leaders and be of great importance. I think when you have an outdoor stadium and your late November, December, January playoff games could be, you know, 30 degrees or lower – uh, I think you have to be involved with the community to make sure at least 65,000 people show up to your games. Yeah, there's some great old uh, footage of, you know, back in the AFC days when Kansas City would play like the Green Bay Packers in late November. And uh, the fan base is uh, very good at staying warm in that weather. You know, you think about those outdoor stadiums. Uh, Cincinnati still has an outdoor stadium in cold weather and, you know, I'm talking like 24-degree weather in uh, December in Cincinnati when you've got a game. It's it's phenomenal that anybody shows up to even sit there for one quarter, let alone four, to watch a game. You've seen old footage of the Minnesota Vikings with their oh, original stadium that was outdoors. How in the heck are you going to go to a football <laughs> game for three hours in Minnesota I, in, this, in, in January? A playoff game? Are you kidding? Chicago, Soldier Field. It's it's just amazing. A lot of these uh, NFL markets, when they build their new stadiums, you know, they put a roof on it. Maybe it's retractable so that uh, during the warm months or at least the nice fall days, they can open up the roof. But uh, I, maybe in you know in a hundred years, when all stadiums have roofs just for weather purposes, uh, they'll look back at the footage of somebody at a Cincinnati Bengals game and think, "Are these people crazy?" Yeah, it's it is it's a whole different kind of fan. Uh, there was a story not too long ago about the famous ice bowl game, and I believe that was Dallas Cowboys versus the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the famous Jerry Kramer block that won it for the Packers. 
but it was so cold. And of course, the Milwaukee area fans that are in Green Bay loved their beer. It was so cold they couldn't serve beer in the concession stands. They had to drag the cases of beer into the bathrooms and that's where they were selling the beer because it was the only place the beer wouldn't freeze. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that's oh, a, a hearty group of fans, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I am uh, underscores. I'm a fair weather fan. I mean, if it's if it's 39 degrees or lower, I'm not going to go to an indoor stadium because I have to walk from the car to the stadium in that no. weather. <laughs> now, I'm with you all the way. There's a reason why people kind of uh, enjoy southern football in the winter months. Yes. You know, It's much easier to watch the Florida Gators in the swamp than it is to uh, go to Notre Dame. Absolutely. I know what you're talking about. But have you ever played football in Florida in July? Oh, that's the that's oh. the drawback, isn't yeah, that's it? That's the it's a give and take. Let me teach you something about humidity, young players. Uh, for many of our associates uh, or affiliates, uh, this week, of course, was Veterans Day. And you and I have had the good fortune of working on some projects for Veterans Day. And there is a distinction between Memorial Day, where we honor those that have passed uh, during service to our country. Veterans Day is a chance for you to, and even though it has passed, to sort of uh, give a bow of respect and gratitude for our ongoing and uh, past service members. That's right. My dad was a Marine. Uh, he's 80 years old, and uh, my entire family uh, celebrated him this week for uh, Veterans Day. So thanks once again, Dad, for your service. Yeah, and once a Marine, always a Marine. Uh, you know, those guys were pretty tough. Uh, anybody that gets through Marine boot camp uh, will tell you it's, it's no picnic. No, he's st- and he's still tough. Don't mess with him. <laughs> Don't mess with him. You've met Mr. Ritz. Don't mess with him. Oh, yeah. He's a tough guy. He's a fun guy. Uh, this was some. I knew you were in the running for this, but sadly, I think you were only a semifinalist at best. But Paul Rudd was named the sexiest man alive uh, this week. You know, I heard there was a little controversy over this. Uh, what, was, it, was it Chris Evans was named? As the sexiest man alive in People magazine, or or, or that was a faux announcement. I and- think it was a faux announcement, and that might have been where the controversy is. You know, whenever they select the sexiest man alive, and, you know, I mean, there's been guys all the way back to Mark uh, Harmon and, and, you know, uh, Harrison Ford and Richard you Nixon. Know, yeah, <laughs> he was. I think he was he the was first, the sexiest president alive. <laughs> I think was his official designation. But yeah, you know, it's tough to keep keep up being, you know, and 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 you know, you mentioned an actor that is involved in superhero movies as Paul Rudd is, and you know, these guys get pretty buff when they go into training for superhero films. So if they've got a little handsomeness to go along with it. That's where that sexiest man alive moniker comes in. But I'm thinking if you were the sexiest man alive, that'd be a lot to live up to, wouldn't it? That Yeah. Then you'd have to really, you'd have to, I mean, you couldn't just run to Starbucks in your sweatpants. Uh, no. Everybody would be looking at you, wondering why you're not looking like the picture they had on People magazine. 
Uh, that's something you and I will never have to worry about. We'll, no, we'll never have to worry about it. I kind of go by what Wright said Fred, the famous uh, 80s and 90s band, always said, I'm too sexy for my shirt. They were on to something, and I'm going to stick with that. Now, with Paul Rudd, I don't know about uh, his sexiness, but I do know uh, that he's the ageless, he's the most ageless man alive. If you've seen pictures of him when he was 19, I think he's 52 now, and he looks exactly the same. Exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, he does. He is very timeless, absolutely. A uh, couple of things about, as you were saying, about veterans of interest, there has been a concern that veterans are being targeted in fake charity scams. In fact, uh, last year, uh, or no, for the year 2020, uh, Army veteran or military veterans uh, lost some $122 million in military scams. And the reason why that is, is military individuals are very loyal people and veterans want to help fellow veterans. So unfortunately, some of these charities are disguised in a way that it's like, a project for someone who's been wounded or somebody needs medical equipment or things of that nature. And so there's been a real concern and they've been trying to get this out, uh, especially during the pandemic, you know, as more people are at home and they're being reached by uh, telephone calls and emails to just be extremely careful, not just vets, but everybody but I just thought that was very interesting as they said that veterans specifically get targeted because of the fact that they are so loyal to their fellow veterans. You know, th- there is a this is a phrase you've heard before. There is a special place in hell for those that do blank. And yes. if you are uh, if you are scamming uh, an elderly vet to get their money to help a fake vet scam charity. I, I am that really, this doesn't, we have talked about scam charities before and how uh, everybody, you and me included, need to just be on our toes and not answer every single text you get that seems to be a good cause, do a little research. Uh, but I've never gotten like mad or angry. This, this makes me angry that there are yeah, people I- out there that are searching out vets and taking advantage of them to the point of $120 million lost in uh, the last year. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It's just incredible. Uh, and it does underscore an ongoing problem. Uh, if you do, if you are presented with something and you think, hey, I'd like to give to it, there is an organization called Charity Navigator. Dot org. So if you type in charity navigator, all one word, dot org, it will steer you to legitimate charities that are worth your time and effort. So if I'm raising money for the Paul Rudd Sexiest Man Alive campaign charity, <laughs> yeah, you can, sure. go to, you can go to charity navigator.org and find out that that is not true and it's a scam. Yeah, it's a okay. scam that there's just no possible way. I'm not saying he's not an attractive man. I'm saying that that charity would be a scam. This charity would be a scam. Now, I've already, 
photoshopped my face onto Paul Rudd's body, and I'm now using it as my profile picture. I see nothing wrong with that. Do you? No, not at all. You, no, not at all. You uh, are that's, a Marvel totally superhero. Legit. Absolutely. Uh, and then speaking of vets, John Connors, who's a veteran of the Marine Corps, uh, he works closely and is an executive director with a very interesting outfit. It's called Team Rubicon, and they have some 150,000 volunteers throughout the United States, and they've been a first response team to respond to events around the world. And the example they gave in the article was during the Haiti earthquakes. They were one of the first teams on the ground in Haiti. So they do provide response to natural disasters. And uh, it's absolutely a fascinating organization. And when you think 150,000 volunteers, I mean, it's grown from just a group that got together a few years ago. And uh, mostly military and first responders are the volunteers. That is a great story. And John Connors um, founded that? Yeah, well, he is the executive director and in charge of things like uh, recruitment and training and retention. It was actually founded by a couple of other service guys. You can get the backstory and even an opportunity for you too. I, uh, they actually have the ability for you to donate to Team Rubicon uh, at their website, and it's Team Rubicon USA. Dot org. Got it. Okay, yeah, we'll put this on the website as well. Adamritz. I'm sorry, adamritzshow.com. We'll put this during, absolutely on, on this episode's uh, uh, on-demand playback. It's almost like a podcast. Um, and is this the same John Connors that uh, that took down Skynet, or that was John Connor? wasn't it? That was John Connor. This is John Connors. Okay. It was funny you said that because the minute I saw that name, I thought, you'll be all over this one. <laughs> As John Connor says, during a relief of natural disasters, I'll be back. Yes, that, that should that should be on their website somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. It should be, absolutely. Okay. And remember, this is a professional first response organization. You do not want Adam and I to respond if there's been any kind of natural disaster like your basement flooding. No. We will not be able to do anything for you. Not much help here. No, not at all. Uh, looking forward through some uh, news this week. Uh, let's see. There, we always talk about how if you can combine something fun like a golf tournament and then raise money, how cool is that? There's a lot of bourbon auctions that are going on in our country because bourbon has become incredibly popular. And there's an organization called Medicinal Whiskey Charity. What a great name. They're in the Greenville, South Carolina area. They just had a tasting and event. And then from that event, on November 6th, donated $100,000 from their tasting event to childhood cancer organizations. Wow, that is fantastic. I have heard a yeah. lot about bourbon lately. Uh, I am uh, not a drinker, um, and but however, a lot of people here at the radio station uh, are, and I don't mean like they're just stumbling around with with no, you know, a, uh, a used trench coat they found in an alley and a bottle of bourbon. 
Uh, these are like it's 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 like a hobby. Like they've got yeah, they've got bottles of bourbon that they won't even open because they're so fantastic. Uh, so well, that's great. and then yeah, so it combines you know people that are collecting uh, bourbon and uh, gives them an opportunity to then bid on some bourbon that ordinarily they wouldn't get. Then the proceeds do go to charity, so that's very cool. Speaking of alcoholic beverages, there's a concern that there may be a wine shortage. I know uh, during the pandemic we've talked about. You know, initially, people not being able to get toilet paper. Thankfully, we sorted that out. Uh, you and I researched a possible ketchup shortage. We've sorted that out. Mm-hmm. But a wine shortage may be looming. Apparently, the overall production of grapes is down 7%, and it's been due to some inclement and bad weather in Europe. Now I thought I had heard that there was a wine uh, shortage due to the uh, uh, the lack of glass bottles. See, that could be very well um, part of it as well. Now you're th- you're throwing in the the how hard it is to get glass bottles. So some of these uh, you know wine um, what are they called vintners or uh, yeah the, the vintners the vintners some of these uh, they've got the wine. But they don't have any bottles to put them in to sell it. Now you're telling me there's a grape shortage. Uh, you know, it's just one thing after happy. another, isn't it? I mean, at least I can put, I can, I can drink ketchup now. At least, well, ironically, some people would cope with a wine shortage by needing a little more wine, always in moderation, as we say. But unfortunately, if you're having a wine shortage and you need wine to cope with the shortage. It's a a very difficult situation that you find yourself in. That is a circular argument and never-ending situation. (laughs) How are you coping with the wine shortage? I need a glass of wine. You Uh, cannot get out of this problem. No, you're not. (laughs) You're not. Here's an interesting phenomenon, and it makes sense when you think about it. They call it lockdown buyer's regret. During the initial part of the lockdown, there were a lot of people that – yeah, the yeah. thought, you know, hey, I need a real high-end treadmill, or I need a Peloton bike, or I need a hot tub, because let's face it, you're going to be at home. You can shelter in place with your very own hot tub. A lot of hot tubs got sold at the beginning of the pandemic. Lockdown buyer's remorse. I have heard about that. You, If you bought a $10,000 hot tub during a year when, you know, you couldn't take two $5,000 vacations... You're like, well, I got, you know, let's let's have something to do. We'll get out on the back deck and get in a hot tub. Now, uh, a year later, you're still making the payments on that hot tub, and you're like, why did we buy this? <laughs> <laughs> you're buying chlorine by the gallon, and you're asking yourself, no one, what have I done? What have I done? No one's been in that hot tub for three months. Oh. The hot tub, and remember, the hot tub water should be close to clear. If your hot tub is green, that's a whole other Adam Rich show. You don't now, get in yeah. that hot tub. Now, did, you, did, but, you, uh, did you purchase anything that you regret now? You know, I didn't, but I thought this is, I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to ask you. There were two or three things that I thought, okay, we're going to be spending a lot of time at home. I really want to do, I, me personally, I wanted to do a lot of reading. And then I also wanted to really teach myself the game of bridge, which is a card game. Uh, and I got some bridge books and 
got some software and I started pretty strong. <laughs> the other day I was looking where I keep my books and there's a stack of very dusty bridge books. <laughs> <laughs> and outside of knowing that all 52 cards get dealt, I couldn't tell you much about bridge. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, so I don't know. Did you have any things where you, you bought well, something or you wanted to start doing something and you just didn't follow through? You know, I like I like pizza. So during the pandemic, I bought a full size commercial grade pizza oven. It's about 12 feet wide and it takes up my entire dining room. And I haven't made one pizza. I'm totally really? kidding. I, I'm totally kidding. I didn't buy <laughs> I, did, I did not buy a 12 foot wide pizza oven. Uh, no, everything I bought, uh, you know, I did, I use that example about, you know, using your vacation money to buy a hot tub, uh, because obviously I didn't take any vacation, uh, time either. So I used what would have been some, uh, uh, Disney world money on, uh, upgrading a few things in my house. I got some new garage doors, um, I got some new countertops and, uh, it was the best decision I ever made. So uh, I don't, I, I'm not having any buyer's remorse over anything that I purchased during the calendar year 2020. They were all upgrades to the house. So uh, I'm lacking in in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean memories from 2020, but I have a better kitchen. <laughs> well, yeah, you did something positive with the money. So, yeah, so I guess the net result of lockdown buyer's regret is if you've been in the market to perhaps purchase an expensive piece of exercise gear and or a hot tub, many of these items will find themselves onto different sales lists here. So this may you might help. be able to may get a bargain. You're not kidding. It might help me. I, one of the things I wanted that I, I couldn't afford was a was a hot tub. I mean, I looked into it. I wanted to get one and ended up not getting it. And uh, so now, now that I know that there are people out there that regret buying a hot tub and they might want to unload them at 50, 60, 70% off, I'm going to be looking on uh, Craigslist, eBay, and Facebook Marketplace to see if I can get a a ten thousand dollar hot tub for three grand. This may be your lucky shot at life of getting that hot tub you've always dreamt of. And if that happens, don't be surprised when I email you and ask to borrow three thousand dollars <laughs> and or pick up some chemicals. Yes. Uh, here was a. This was so interesting that this caused a bit of a furor. Uh, a lot of people have changed jobs during the pandemic. Uh, in fact, there's a name for it, and it's just eluded me, but it's called some, it was coined by the New York Times, and they called it the Great Relocation, I do believe. Okay. And it meant that a lot of people uh, would really assess do I want to continue to do this job? If I'm already working from home, can I change companies? It, it just, it made a lot of people question exactly what they were doing. Well, there is a major toy company that had an online job listing recently, but part of the job said it would include unannounced visits to your workspace from your boss. While you work from home? In other words, your boss could opt to examine the place that you work at home without much notice. 
Well, that you know, I'm not a- offended or opposed to that. I don't think it's that out of the question to uh, imply that when you work for a company, you you are not allowed to uh, sit on your couch uh, watching soap operas and uh, shopping on Amazon.com. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're not? Is that wrong? That, that is, Jay, you're doing it wrong if that's how you're working from home. <laughs> Darn uh, and, it. And if they can, uh, if, if a little fear in your heart is, oh my gosh, at any moment uh, my employer could show up to my front door, uh, then maybe you should you know, be working. I don't know. I don't well, know uh, if I'm. Am I in the wrong there to think that's not well, that big I of a deal? I don't. I don't think you are. Though of interest, the Twitter world erupted as only Twitter can, and since that time, the major toy company has altered that to say that uh, while we do have some requirements for your at-home workspace, uh, we've rescinded the random visit from your boss. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you sold it to me because just the the way I just heard you say a random visit from your boss at your home that maybe that is well, mine. I mean, is and then I you know this sounds horrible, but most of the time when I work from home prior to about nine forty five, uh, I will cop to only being partially dressed. Now I'm in my own kitchen, so. You know, uh, I am not violating any state or local laws. No. But you, I'm just telling you I'm glad that Zoom pretty much photographs from the waist up. You're not ruining uh, anybody's day because it's your house. It's your kitchen. Yeah. Now, yeah. If, I mean, I'm, if you I'm had farming. A, if you stopped by the local coffee shop for uh, to use their Wi-Fi in a Zoom meeting and you were in your underwear, that might be a problem. Now, I think I have pretty much uh, disgusted the family pet. But, you know, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't deal with his standards. Scarred for life. Scarred All right, for Jay life. Baker, very interesting. As we uh, wrap up this episode, we will remind you, uh, we mentioned it earlier, these uh, live radio broadcasts are available in on-demand podcast form on our website. It is adamritzshow.com. Ritz, just like Ritz crackers. adamritzshow.com. Thanks for listening. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.